Hello, welcome to the Thursday, May 14th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. In Diaries today, we have Brad talking about the latest version of Tridex that he ran into. Now, uh, this particular sample was collected on May 12th, so earlier this week on Tuesday. And well, it follows up the standard pattern as far as Tridex goes. It arrives as an email that then links to a zip archive. Now, the user has to download and decompress this zip archive which then reveals a visual basic script that will actually do the malicious action which in this case will download three different dlls well actually first the dll with the tridex payload and then over https it will download those three additional dlls Sort of interesting, but I've seen this in most malware samples and also phishing samples these days. If your IP address happens to be on a blacklist, essentially something that the attacker believes is a researcher or the like, then you will be redirected to a benign page, making it look like this email was just spam. Now, while this is a sort of your run-of-the-mill Tridex, uh, we have seen this for years, ESET has uh, what they're sort of considering a more cutting-edge piece of malware that they're calling Ramsey. But what's kind of amazing is that there are a lot of similarities between this malware and uh, sort of your run-of-the-mill uh, malware that we see every day. First of all, it doesn't really look a ver- like it's using a very sophisticated exploit. It's actually using an exploit from 2000. 2017. Now, ESET made sort of a big headline here that this malware appears to be tailored for air-gapped networks. Not I'm sure if I'm agreeing here, uh, because it's not using a command control channel that's sort of network-based and actually no real command control channel at all. I think it's really more stealthy malware that tries not to draw attention to itself by communicating over the network. Instead, it will just uh, collect documents on the system and store them in containers that are sort of structured to make them look a little bit like a Word document. Now, the only sort of hint of a command control channel I've seen there is that apparently the malware is waiting for additional Word documents and then looking for signatures. And if the Word document matches the particular signature, it will parse the document for command and control instructions. But it certainly does take advantage of the network in that it does, for example, scan for local file shares. I think the lesson here a little bit is that, first of all, your common malware like Tridex essentially uses the same tricks to spread as some of these more sophisticated malware that's often attributed to nation states. And secondly, all these stupid uh, cover channels for air-gapped systems like uh, power supply, RF signals, and fan blade noise, and whatnot else, really doesn't matter and really is more distraction because what matters is users opening files and installing malware willingly. And to some extent, both with Ramsey and with Tridex, uh, anti-malware 
pretty much sort of uh, leaving the user behind by still focusing too much on signatures so they can't really keep up with these actively developed malware families. And a while ago, I mentioned that Microsoft announced that it will support DNS over HTTPS in Windows. And today, Microsoft stated that an initial version of this is available in the latest Windows 10 beta. You need build 19.62.8 or later, and then you need to adjust a registry setting in order to enable DNS over HTTPS. But uh, if you want to play with this, uh, that's certainly a good way to sort of get ahead of this before your users will have it in a future Windows 10 version. In order to access any of these beta releases for Windows 10, you will need to be a member of Microsoft's Insider program. And then you may have noticed that uh, we uh, did publish a number of little teaser videos for handler talks that we'll have uh, during SansFire. It's uh, about a month until SansFire starts. Of course, everything online this year. The four handler talks we have during that week will be available to the public online. So you don't need to register for the conference. Now, for those of you who have registered or will register, for the conference, you should then be ha having access to a Slack channel as part of the class and during lunch breaks and such. I hope we'll do a couple demos of our honeypots and show a little bit how to contribute your logs and how to have some fun really with honeypots at home. Well, uh, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.